When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Rich Eisen Show. It's either the Jets or Michigan football for me. Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Michigan football would just be so amazing. I wouldn't even know what to do. And the Jets winning a Super Bowl, I can't even wrap my head right, around it's so that. Improbable. I can't. <laughs> Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero, editorial director of No Laying Up, Kevin Van Valkenburg. Coming up, actor and comedian Lil Rel Howery. And now. It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. If you missed the first two hours of this program, you missed a great conversation with Tom Pelissero, my colleague from NFL Network, sitting shotgun in a car driven by fellow NFL Network information man, Mike Garofolo on the way to fe- visit fellow information man, Ian Rappaport, to play golf. And I got some information out of both gentlemen as they drove. Oh, I thought you had information on the round right now. No, no, I have no idea. Uh, You've got Pelissero's number just as much as I do. I understand. So feel free to update us on that. Um, And then in hour number two, Kevin Van Valkenburg of No Laying Up gave us a whole soup to nuts description of what the document that we saw finally in print over the last 24 hours between the Live Tour PIF, the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, and PG, the PGA Tour, what it actually says, what it actually means, what it actually spells out. If you missed that, we re-air right here on the Roku channel as soon as we're done on Channel 210. There's also our podcast. Please, everyone, just go to wherever you get your podcasts and hit a subscription button for the Rich Eisen Show podcast. We would appreciate it. There's our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. There's the collection page, Rich Eisen Show collection page, part of the roku relationship between this show and roku um it's a video on demand service so uh joining us in about 20 minutes time lil rel howry will be here in studio we'll have some laughs nice good times um so uh, a few things that uh, we haven't hit yet today here on this show (sighs) the buffalo bills josh allen and stefan diggs relationship we've talked about it a lot any information individual, any NFL individual that's come on this program, RG3, Jeremy Fowler, Tom Pelissero, Albert Breer, Mike Florio, we've asked all of them what happened when Diggs left the facility during mandatory minicamp and the head coach of the Bills, Sean McDermott, who has since signed a contract extension through 2027, said he was very concerned about the relationship between the team and him. And then, um, and then Diggs came back, and Josh Allen and everybody says everything's fine. 
And what did happen? And RG3 said it was something personal between Allen and Diggs that had been left festering. That's my word, not his. Had left been left alone, not discussed to, I guess, satisfaction until the minicamp in June that had been lingering since the playoff loss against Cincinnati in the western New York snow mid-January. So, and I have said, you know what, I'm not trying to stir anything up. I'm just talking about something that I think will roost potentially. Mm -hmm. Anything that happens in the non-playing season that can roost potentially during the playing season, affecting a win, affecting a loss, affecting a team, I'll talk about it. Certainly if it hasn't been answered to my satisfaction. (laughs) Now, all that matters is that it's been answered to the Bills' satisfaction, to the coaches' satisfaction, but most importantly, to Diggs' satisfaction and the, and the quarterback's satisfaction. And I hope it has, because the reason why I'm bringing it up again now is that if it hasn't been handled to anyone's satisfaction, to put it to bed where it won't matter anymore. Won't matter. Won't matter even if Diggs doesn't get the targets he maybe wants or gets the say that maybe he wants or Allen doesn't get the peace and quiet that he thinks he should have. Uh, again, I'm reading into the situation. I am putting words into people's mouths 100% right now. I'm just reading it from afar and saying how I've seen these things before in my now 20 seasons, 20 years of the NFL Network celebrating this November, that doesn't get put to bed to satisfaction. It can crop up. And now is one of those times where it could crop up. Really. Why? This quote that was in an ESPN story, or I guess it's it's on a you know how ESPN on, on their um, on their NFL page has a whole host of reports from all thirty two teams, from all reporters involved with all thirty two teams. Uh, the Buffalo Bills one paragraph on this day, written by Elena Getzenberg, quotes Josh Allen talking about former Dolphins receiver Trent Sherfield being in camp and how he's kind of enjoying what he's seeing out of this guy. Sounds normal, right? Quarterback talking up his wide receiver. Normal. You tell me how, and this is the quote that is clanking around everywhere because a lot of people do not believe that this has been put to bed. And if it hasn't, it may be an issue. You tell me. Maybe I'm off. Feel free to tell me I'm off. Okay? Quote from Josh Allen. I've loved what I've seen from Trent so far. The dude works extremely hard. He's one of the hardest working guys in the team. Doesn't complain about anything. He's rolling right now. <laughs> yep. Doesn't... A totally a innocuous quote. Uh, totally. Uh, uh, it's innocuous. Just if this was said last year, would you have said anything? Uh, uh, right. If this is said about one quarterback, about a new receiver on any team, it's like, okay, it's June. We're talking to everyone. Everyone looks great now. Right. But no, no defense, no but, pads. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, there's one particular line in there that uh, doesn't complain about stands anything. Stands out. Doesn't complain about, about anything. anything. Yeah. Which is, again, normally a very innocuous thing to say about any player on your team. If you're a quarterback, doesn't complain about anything. Which is what you want out of a teammate. But in this case, you're wondering, is he, in fact, being passive-aggressive about anybody? And my two cents to Josh Allen would be, don't measure your words. You just be you. You just be you. 
keep being you because you have been insanely successful doing that. But understand people like me and shows like this and media will parse these words. They will parse these words. So I don't want him sitting there thinking, hey, hitching his giddy up. Should I never say don't complain about anything? Because he could have been saying about that and not even thinking about Stefan Diggs at all. Total benefit Which of the doubt. Probably most exactly likely. Exactly the case. But that's why I'm saying this better be put to bed. Because if it's not, if it hasn't been to the satisfaction, Stefan Diggs is getting this quote texted to him 1,000% today by somebody. That's why I'm saying I hope it got buttoned up in the manner in which they're saying it was. Because folks like us are talked about it today. Again, it's it's the Tuesday before July. Yeah. <laughs> right? We're looking for something. Uh, no, uh, honestly, we're, we're honestly, like if this was said during, uh, I don't know, during May, during April, would it get picked up? Probably not. I don't know. It I'm just throwing still, it out there. You know. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. You've seen people, you know, on television talking about that awful called strike three that gave the Mariners the win over Washington last night. You know what I mean? Like, that's never getting talked about. Unless it's right now. So. (laughs) That's funny. Gene in Florida, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Gene? Gene. Hey, Rich, I just wanted to give my opinion on what's going on with the PGA listing. Sure. I just really believe that there's no way they're ever going to get a deal done. But what the piss has gotten out of this deal is PGA kind of uh, threw all their players under the bus with this whole deal. So when Liv starts recruiting again, I think they're going to have a lot more players interested and have less hesitation about taking that money. And that's just my opinion. That's an interesting point there, Gene, is that if this doesn't go through, then there'll be a lot of players that'll be like, sure, I'll I'll, I'll take your money now. Um, Cantley, Chosley, Rom, they're all going to say, hmm, probably the only one left holding the bag that won't get invited is Rory. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's kind of he's put his cards on the table how he hates Liv. Thanks for the call, Gene. Um, that's an interesting opinion right there. Hmm. But the Saudis got more than than that. I mean, the Saudis got out of being deposed, A. B, mm-hmm. they got a seat at the table. I'm still I'm still stunned. Like, that's fine. They got a seat at the table, and that's what they wanted. No deposition, seat at the table. They were fine losing $2 billion on live. Didn't turn a profit. They were literally just writing checks. But I think they can. They they kind of have more where that came from. But right, that's the point. They just wanted it. They were willing to spend whatever on live to get this merger done to get a seat at the table because mm-hmm. that's ultimately what they wanted in the first place. Which makes you wonder why they went through the whole charade of live in the first place. Well, I think you heard Kevin Van Valkenburg say they went to the PGA Tour and said, "Hey, we want to you know drop two B on you," and they were like, "Pound sand." There's a lot of sand where you live. You should pound it. Yeah. And um, and they didn't like that. And Greg Norman was in their ear saying, let's do this. Right. There's a lot of axes grinding with a lot of people grinding them. And and I guess Norman found a very willing partner at a very willing time to say, you want to get their attention? I know how to do it. And boy, been did trying it, to do this for 30 years. Do it. I know. Yeah. Right. Like, he, I, hey, I've kind of had this idea for a world golf tour once <laughs> yeah. upon a time. And right. they told me, forget it. And then did it. So 
that is probably why they said, okay, we've got a lot of money. Let's go get Phil. Let's go get Tiger. Let's go get Jack. Like they went after the most hurtful people for the PGA Tour. Dustin, Kepka. They just needed a couple to say yes to kind of legitimize And they got more than a couple. DeChambeau, the... Yeah, and then Cam Smith. That's and, why, again, it's very difficult to wrap your arms around like that. That cutthroat, well, I shouldn't, you know that that very hardball way of going about it yeah. makes you think now they just pivot because there wasn't much pivot there. No, they were, but they pivoted dug in. They expanded live this year. There were, you know, there was talk about putting together the 2024 schedule, Greg Norman having Zoom meetings with employees and kind of getting everything yeah. set for And they had no year. idea that Jimmy Moore uh, and Ed Hurley, two people who are very... Jimmy Dunn. Jimmy Dunn, pardon me. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Jimmy Dunn and Ed Hurley yeah. were working behind the scenes yeah. and said, hey, Jay, there's a lot of common ground that we have found here. How did that call go with Jay Monahan, do you think? I'm sure he's probably like, okay, because we're bleeding money. Yeah, and our investors are, and, and our sponsors are basically saying, we're out. If you need right. more money from us, we're out. The math doesn't work for us. Man, oh, man. The math ain't mathing. The math did not math for the PGA Tour. So before Lil Rel Howery comes out, what is you said Windhorse was doing the oh, pointing yeah, thing yeah, involving yeah. the Cleveland Cavaliers again? Yeah, so Windhorse was on, uh, this is from ESPN mm-hmm. uh, Cleveland. Yes. He had some quotes about the Cavs. I quote, I have some speculation. There's a couple of outlandish stuff that I'm not going to say right now because I'd get in trouble. I wish I could tell you more, but I know I shouldn't tease you. Windhorst on the Cavs and what moves they might make in free agency. Well, what would that be? Uh, Darius Garland getting traded or... How about this one? LeBron going back home? No. What's the closest thing? (laughs) Kyrie going back home? Bingo. Whoa. The team with Donovan Mitchell or Donovan Mitchell's going somewhere. I don't know why they would break that up. I don't know. It's while, while we're already. Yeah, that's what I mean. We're, it, this is wildly speculating now. Well, that's what we're doing. That's what I mean. What would be so earth shattering like that involving the Cleveland Cavaliers? You'd think they'd be in the acquisition business because they're a top, you know, yeah, four know. Or five team yeah. in the East. Weren't they interested in Tobias Harris and the Sixers asked for literally everything, <laughs> including the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah, there was, didn't I read that a couple yeah, of, over yeah. the weekend? Yeah, they wanted Jared Allen and Garland, I think, and I think Craig Elo and maybe Brad <laughs> Dory. Nice Craig Elo reference. Yeah. Wow. So you can't say. Okay, Wendy can't say it because he doesn't, doesn't want to tease us. Well, you're teasing us, Wendy. Well, he's, do, he's doing that. He's doing that. One last thing. I looked it up. Do you know who the last person to wear number one for the San Antonio Spurs was? You won't know. Is it Steve Kerr? No, it's very recent. Oh, okay. And I'll give you a hint. Guy had a huge night in the playoffs, second round of the playoffs. Recently? Yes. Western Conference playoffs, second round, huge, huge night for his new team. Last player to wear number one before Victor Wembanyama, and one will assume since he's already in the Hall of Fame, 
he will be the last person to wear number one before it's retired. <laughs> by well, Victor Wembanyama. You're, you're going to take him first overall. Oh, second overall in our I'm fantasy not, league. I'm not. Second overall. You're out of your mind. You're not getting the first pick. I, I don't know. I don't either. Lonnie Walker the fourth. Oh, oh wow. uh, Lonnie Walker IV. That is right. He did nice. wear it once. He wore number one for the Spurs, making it available for Victor Wembanyama to choose. Now that he's with the Lakers, <laughs> Lonnie Walker the fourth, who had a night for the ages, right? Yeah, he had a couple good games. He helped. He, that was against the Warriors, was it not? What are they going to do? Wasn't yeah, it? I think he just so. took over the fourth quarter of a right. game. Remember that? What yeah. are they going to do? What, the Lakers? Yeah. Ooh, Russell Westbrook likely to stay with the Clippers, TJ. Oh, boy. What do you think of that one? Well, yeah, let's do it. That's per Howard Beck. What do you think of that one? Let's do it. I'm with it. Now that Chris Paul's not coming. He's not coming. That's not a bad option B, option B. Look, man. Get a triple-double here and there. You just got to stay healthy. A maddening it? offensive set here and there. Yeah. Also, according to Howard Beck, uh, the Rocket, uh, sorry, the Blazers. 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 Briefly discuss a scoot for Paul George swap. Yeah, there's a lot of... That would help of Dame. Paul, Paul, that, yeah, it would really help Dame. It wouldn't help us. What if Scoot... What if Scoot's going to be awesome? Yeah, but Scoot... How is, much have you got out of Paul George? A lot. Have you? Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> How many playoff series? Look, you, you're better with Paul George than you are without him. So come on. I don't know. Wow. What did you think? The Knicks were talking about Toilets. Paul George. The, Toilets. You know, we're, we're opening up a new building. We need to. I say we. I don't even know if I'm still hanging around. Oh, <laughs> come on. Come like on. Like I said, man, I'm still like I'm much. still hurt. Just go to Vic. I mean, he's number right one. There. He's asking yeah, you. Yeah, man. He's going to upgrade Lonnie Walker the fourth's number one wearing. <laughs> That's the whole point of this conversation. Like I said, I just, uh, my god brother played for the Spurs, you know. It's already been added to the that you're officially a Spurs fan. Yeah, Your banner's been, oh, added. So the banner's been added. Banner's been added. He did that, but that, that that's that an like, old that's one. That's old. like a month I know, old. I know. I just I just like seeing that it. That was right after the, well, the lottery. Two years ago, I jumped on the Crown Vic bandwagon, and I said that was my guy. Okay, so. you're in. You're you're a Spurs. Are fan you now. gents ready for Lil Rel Howard? Let's do the man right now. Okay, here we go. Let's roll. When we come back, let's talk about The Outlaws on Netflix with one of the stars, Lil Rel Howery, in person. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, we talked about the outlaws with Adam Devine on Friday, and it's now time to do it again with Lil Ro Howry here in studio. Good to see you, sir. What's going on? <laughs> Congrats on the movie, man. Thanks, man. Congrats. Such a funny movie. It is a funny movie. And Adam uh, Adam was here. It's funny. It's that, that, I mean, what a cast, too. It's a, so yesterday we had our premiere last night. And oh. You know what's funny? It's hard not to, like, stare at peers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's kind of uncomfortable. Like, you want to speak to him? You're like, no, nah, I want to bother him. And so, like, you look at all the pictures. He's just standing there randomly, like, looking cool. And all he has to do is just stand randomly, and he is cool. He just cool. I don't. I don't even remember when he left yesterday. We all were still partying. I think he just like cool people sneak out of parties. He ghosted. No, I see him eat a burger. Like we, I wanted to speak oh. to him. When we both was eating the burgers, the little sliders. At the same time. Wait, Pierce Brosnan <laughs> eats sliders. Wow. Yes. <laughs> the hell, he looks like that. <laughs> what are you writing down? Pierce Brosnan's slider for Pierce for Brosnan's a fantasy sli- team yeah, name. Fantasy name. I don't yeah. even know what the avatar for that would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Bond. I've got uh, Lil Road Howard here on the Rich Eisen Show. We're back on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Ellen Barkin, Pierce Brosnan, uh, Brosnan Nina Dobrev, Adam Devine, and you, Lil Rel. Uh, how late night? How late did the night go? It went Rome? late. We had fun. It was like a. It's. I guess it, we, a lot of the premieres just started back again. This is my first premiere for one of my own projects in a long time. So, uh-huh. with Adam and Nina, all of us are friends. So you know, it was shot o'clock last. Okay. Night. <laughs> <laughs> so are you playing hurt today? Are you are you playing I don't a little know. hurt today? I, I, you know what's funny? Like when you know we've been on strike, so I really ain't been doing anything. So yeah, right. I'm chiller. I think like, whatever happened last night, I woke up on time. Got the kids up, got the boys dressed. Fantastic! And, we're here. and you were here, which I'm thrilled. <laughs> um, by the way, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled to have you back here on the show. Um, so you are from Chicago all day. Yep. Okay, and so you are Bulls, Cubs, Cubs Bears. Bears. Yep, Cubs Bears. Uh, what do you think of Justin Fields being the quarterback of the Chicago Bears? I love. I was dreaming the day we draft or have an athletic quarterback. Yeah. Like, I've been looking for Like, I, we've had defenses for years, right? Cutler wasn't as athletic enough for you? No. <laughs> Justin Fields is one of my favorite players right now. And so I don't I, blame you. I like what we've done in the offseason, so I'm excited about this season. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I think Justin Fields is the man to the point where, you know, we were talking the other day of whether Atlanta is going to rue the day that they didn't draft him two years ago. 100%. But who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just bringing that up just to say how much we appreciate Justin Fields and bring that up too, because they could have they could have drafted you know like Bryce Young and traded him. That was part of conversation for a hot minute back in January. I was so I was actually like that day was a part of some type of NFL draft thing. Some like with like Deion Sanders and I forgot who was all on this little weird Zoom thing we was on, and I yelled when we drafted. Justin. I was so happy. I think that was two years ago. I don't know if I was on that yet. Hey, were you hosting that? That was, but that was that was the pandemic year. I think yep. Justin Fields was drafted. 
the year after, and they did that Zoom one more time, and yeah. you were on that with Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Have you met Prime? You ever met Dion? Not, not in person, but I want to meet him. Like, we, like, message each other, because he's, he's, like, a big fan of comedy. Yeah, he is. Like, I think I'm going to take a trip to Colorado Yep. and just do all the cool stuff. Because I keep seeing people doing all these cool stuff. Right. But I ain't never been really invited, so I want to go. Well, Dion's one of the funniest people I've ever met, by he's, the way. Like, if he wanted to do, if he ever wanted to do comedy, he could do it. And he should do a one-man show, actually. He's, do, he's doing it just as the coach of Colorado Buffalo football right now, it seems like. <laughs> you know? But like, no, for real, though. Like, if he like, got a theater, mm-hmm. sat there and just told those stories. Because one of the 30 for 30s he did kind of felt like a one-man show. Right. When he was, nobody else was interviewed. Correct. It was just him talking about playing both of those games the same day. Right. Where he, he's told so many stories that are laugh-out-loud funny, but just him also being himself. I've got Lil Rel Howery here on the Rich Eisen Show. Where And then you also forget that he was an outstanding baseball player, too, mm-hmm. in his time, where years ago we were in Green Bay and we were waiting for our flight to go after Thursday night, and we were... I, I guess I'll, I'll tell this tale out of school. We probably we were so early on the NFL Network, didn't know we, we shouldn't have done this. But we were at a blackjack table waiting to get to our flight because there's, you know, a casino in, in Green Bay. And we were sitting there playing blackjack, and I was at the end of the table in the third base position. And he was so happy with my play, he nicknamed me Terry Pendleton because that was his favorite third baseman of all time. <laughs> And I honestly, it took me like two minutes to figure out why is he calling me Terry Pendleton? And then he proceeded to tell me, you know, third base, outstanding position. That's so right. But that's That's, like, this is so funny, right? Because Prime, I feel like, has two different lives. He's the dad Prime now. Yes. But then he was like Jerry Curl. Yeah. 15, Mr. T-Chain's on. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just. Hosting SNL. Never wore a shirt. Yeah. Always, he was like the first jacket, no shirt guy consistently. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for yeah. real. Like, he really was. Like, he was the first one to do that. Like, Bo right. Jackson wasn't even doing that. Right. Deion Sanders was the first no jacket, Jerry Curl yeah. consistency yeah. of that. Yeah. No matter what the weather was, <laughs> what city it was in, he would not wear a shirt. He'd have a fur coat on with no, with no shirt on. I know. In Green Bay. <laughs> in December. <laughs> Well, he he, and he would never consider that football weather either. He's from Florida. He always says that football weather is 75, 80 degrees. He and Michael Irvin are lockstep on that. Like football weather is no, not twenty football degrees. Football weather is winter weather. Now that's a Chicago Bear fan talking right yeah, there. Yeah, because but, but it's like, why would you want it to be hotter with all that equipment on? <laughs> Interesting choice. Absolutely, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like only time it's cool is when they wear crop tops at practice. Like. Yeah. Not in the game. Did you ever go to Soldier Field as a kid? Did you ever do that? I didn't get to on? Soldier Field till I became an adult. Okay. Um, which is like, I guess there's a lot of this stuff now, because I'm literally reliving everything again. I bet. You know what I mean? And like, uh, like I was telling you earlier, I threw out the first pitch last weekend at the Cubs game. Like, I went to, that was the first time I put my foot on Wrigley Field. So me and my brother was there like touching the grass. Oh we looked, my we looked gosh. like little... So kids. who was your cub growing up? Who was the guy that oh, you, you Andre idolized? Dawson? Oh, There's no that. question. I have a I have a signed Andre Dawson jersey in my house. It's my favorite thing. My oh, manager God. bought me one of those things for my birthday a couple years ago. But huge Andre Dawson. I fan. loved him too. He was so great. He was Powerful. so great, and he was a, he wasn't a big guy, but just had power. 
He's a power hitter. Yeah, he was in the he was in out there in the outfield. Ryan yep. Sandberg in the infield, and uh, that's one of my favorite Cubs teams. Is that team? It was it was Rick Sutcliffe was pitching. Yep. You had uh, Mar- uh, Mark Grace came along at some point. You had Sean Dunstan. Yeah, Dunstan at short. Uh, God, such a great day. Yeah, and Andre Dawson. Did, how was your first pitch? Oh, it was great. Come on now. I, I play baseball, so okay. It was weird because I brought a glove. Nobody usually brings a glove okay. to a first pitch. <laughs> I didn't realize people didn't do that. Until you I, see? <laughs> so you brought a glove? Yes. To throw out a first pitch? Yes. Okay. What, you think you're getting the ball back from the catcher? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, you had to lead with your glove hand. It was crazy. I was like doing all my, my, my ball. Because people was like, were you practicing? I'm like, no. I love baseball. Yeah. I'm going to come to Wrigley Field and throw the first pitch and I don't bring a glove. Yeah. <laughs> come on. I got it. <laughs> so, but you threw a strike? I threw a strike. Okay. Because you've seen some of these first pitches oh, lately. It's terrible. I'm really good at it. They're going to bring me back. Okay. Very good. They'll never show the good pitches, which is weird. Yeah. Isn't that right? They're yeah. all, all, they the only the ones that get bounced. Oh, there you are. Oh, you weren't on the top of the mound, though. What? Are you, this is, okay. Here we go. This is the truth. Okay. I thought the lady told me I couldn't stand up there. She was. I think oh, she you was, didn't want, they didn't want you to I mess with them. I think she was giving mouth. me an option, but I think I thought she told me I couldn't go up there, so I didn't do it. Okay, a hundred percent. But look at that. That's you a see nice that form. That's a nice form. That's a nice form. First of all, yeah. it, I threw heat because the mask got caught. You heard it. And how was the take me out to the ball game? Because because you got to. So you could go faster than the actual organ. The organ plays real slow. You got to be careful about no, that. No, it was perfect. It was weird because they was like, it was trying to give me all this guidance. I'm like, do you understand? I've been singing this since I was six years old. <laughs> so yes, let's go. And so I say, I tried to do it in a Harry Carey voice, but it came off like DMX. It didn't make any sense. And so like. <laughs> Cause I got How does that sound? How does that sound? Like, huh? hey, me? I sound like I'm drunk. It sounded like I was doing the Simpsons version of it. And I was at Moe's well, hanging out. But it sounded was, drunk is, is the, is the Harry Carey way of doing I it. I killed it. I gave him a whole, I gave him a, let me hear you. Oh, well, I did all that. It was, it was crazy. They, everybody thought it was dope. I met Harry Carey once at 11 in the morning because they, they had had, I was a, a student reporter for Northwestern. And I believe uh, Tom Treblehorn was just about to be announced as the new Cubs manager in 1994. I think that's who it was. Wow. And it was a press conference at 11 in the morning at Wrigley Field. I got there at 10 a.m. to be early because, you know, I was a student. And who was already sitting there at the bar with a Bloody Mary but Harry Carey? Oh, that's a great story. And this is way before, you know, phones or whatever. I didn't have a – I would have taken a picture just to see him. At a, I, I don't think it was what, a Virgin mean, Mary what, what, at all. I don't think it was. Which picture would you take? Like the one, like the stalking picture where you don't ask to take a picture with somebody? <laughs> like where you just like right. – Well, at the time, at the time, I would have taken the stalking picture. You know, what, I was you know what's crazy? Because we think about cell phones, but could you imagine somebody with a full-blown camera? <laughs> Just, just walking around. Just walking around. Just like, hey, man, what you doing? I'm taking a, you know, like, It's so funny because now you can sneakily do it. And people can do that to you, but it's very interesting. Like a full-blown. Yes, the full-blown camera. It would be really odd, too, if you used the full-blown camera as a selfie, too. Like, turn around, like turn this. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, Wrigleyville is so off the chain. That was my first time, too. Actually, I stayed like across the street from Wrigley Field this time. In one of the apartments that is across the street from Wrigley Field? I did not stay in an apartment, no. 
It's a hotel. They built. <laughs> I didn't know they have a hotel there across from Wrigley Field. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So, no, I'm not suggesting you're crashing on someone's couch, yeah, Lorel. I know that you're a big time. I understand that. But I just didn't know there was an I didn't know there was an Studio Airbnb chain across the street. No, I was at the hotel. Okay. And yes. I hung out. Yes. Like, it is every single day. Yes. There's a game. It's, it's like a big, it looks like Mardi Gras. Yes. It was so, I had so much fun at Wrigleyville. Like, I was like, yo, I didn't know. And it's so weird. I lived on the west side of Chicago, but I never experienced that. Yeah. But it was crazy. I had so much fun. It is great there. Uh, Lil Ro Howry here on the Rich Eisen Show, Friday, July 7th, streaming on Netflix, The Outlaws, which is available right here on Roku, because Netflix is right here. How did you get involved in Get Out? How did that come about for your career, Lil I mean, it's pretty simple audition. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, no. before I did, like, Jordan Peele told me about it at a party first. And uh, I remember kind of, like, being like, you did what? You wrote a horror film? Okay, sir. Because, you know, you just know for comedy. It's like, yeah, I hear you. But the way he started describing it, I'm like, oh, you really into horror. Okay. Yes. And then by the time the, the script came to me and I went to read for it, when I was reading it, it just felt like it was me. Like, it literally sounded like how I talk, my cadences and everything. And I was like, if I don't book this, I'm a terrible actor because this sounds like me. And so did he tell you this is the role that I think you should play when he told you about the movie? When, by the time the movie came out is when I saw him do an interview and he said when he was writing it, he had me in mind. And that's why it sounded like me. I'm like, I know I'm not crazy. Right. <laughs> this sound like me. <laughs> If I don't book this, I'm a terrible actor. Right. I can't even book me. Right. Uh, but yeah, it was. It ended up being one of the greatest. It's such a great story. Like just to see what everybody has done since Get Out. Like all of us. Yes. Um, it kind of just it implemented all of us in Hollywood. Like it made me like basically like a movie star is what that. And he told me that actually. He called me while he was editing the movie, mm -hmm. and he told me to get ready. He said, just know what your price is. Get your money, because you're about to be working. All That's right. what Jordan Peele told you. Yep. And I, I don't blame you for saying, wait a minute, because, you know, Key and Peele was one of the was funniest a, shows on television. But if you watch it, it's so many dark sketches. Like, it's a sketch they do where it's like a workout. They, like, the guy's working out, and it's like a guy with this sign, like, your family just got murdered, but they still got to keep working out. It's so dark. Oh, like, yeah, there's definitely some subversive humor on that show, no question about it. I was like, okay, Jordan but, Peele, I see it. But Get Out is way out there. And when you read the script, did you read it like from start to finish? Or Yeah, I read okay. it from start to finish. And were you like, okay, wow, that's... I thought two things. Either yes. we was going to be kicked out of Hollywood, right? Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, you can't kill all these white people when we drive off. <laughs> like, that's that's going to end it? I, we'll see okay. what yeah. So it was like, we'll see if people like this movie or not. But when the trailer came out and we went to do reshoots, mm -hmm. I remember all of us sitting in at a bar and we saw all these millions of hits for all the trailers that was like on YouTube. And we like... Yo, is this about to be a thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. And so, like, even the yeah. moment, the premiere, I'll never forget, it's one of my favorite moments is when I showed up at the premiere, no press was really talking to me. You know, they had to interview me because I, okay, you're in the movie, nice. And like, right. <laughs> when we walked out the theater, it was me, my manager, uh, my date at the time, and my publicist. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, yo, that was crazy, right? Like, talking to them. And you know how, like, they have, like, usually, like, the cast at the bottom and, like, the the people they invited, by the time they came down there, everybody literally bun-brushed me. 
And I was like, what the hell is happening, right? And the mm-hmm. security had to walk me to my car. I remember all of us getting to the car. I'm like, yo, this is different. Is my life about to change a little bit? Jordan, <laughs> Jordan was right. He was, he was, he was, uh, um, he was right. He's so, and I mean, I went to see Nope. I love, all, I love whatever Jordan does. Jordan pitched me a TV show idea, which I, I feel bad. Like at the time I did my show. Mm-hmm. And so I turned down the show. He pitched me, but it was such a great idea. Sometimes I want to call him like, Hey man, you want to, yeah, let's revisit. What you is know, it? I, I'm sorry. I picked the other show, but do you want to say what it is? Like, no, I can't. It's his idea. It's a great show idea, though. Okay, so it why was, don't you revisit when all this craziness I, on with strikes I, gets I, over I, with? I think so. It was him and J.J. Abrams approached me about something. Ooh. I know, man. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I was like, I want my own show and with my friends, and, and that's why no, I did that. Like, and that was fun. It's but. like you know, LeBron is inviting you to play pickup, you know, and, uh, and I got my own game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, nah, I'm gonna go play with a. Right there. Conan O'Brien and Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing with LeBron and D. Oh my gosh! Well, that 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 that's a great story, man. And that, that you know that movie still you know obviously will forever stand the test of time. It is it is you know I look at like and so I do a lot of reflecting because this year is such a it's going to be such a fun year. Like Outlaws is the first thing coming out, but yep. I got a movie coming out every month until the year is over with. Is that right? Yeah. So that means you'll show up every month here? If you want me to, I'll come and promote every last Let's one. Let's do it. I'm, I'm happy to do that. Deal. And I mean, it's going to keep Vacation Friends too. Okay. In August, it's going to be, it's so much funnier. Okay. It's called Honeymoon Friends. It's, it's nothing like the, I love a good sequel. Like, I was scared to do a sequel, but I'm like, oh, this is a perfect sequel. So it's a, it's a great sequel. Very good. Same and, cast? Same, same cast. We added Steve Buscemi. It's, it's, Steve Buscemi? Yeah. And he's so funny. Man. You got a good Steve Buscemi story for me? I, you know what's funny? I don't even know if I have a good story. I just know we all became friends, and that was enough for me. We, was all, we shot most of the stuff on this resort so in Hawaii. Uh-huh. So, like, after, like, that's the, first of all, that's the best way to shoot. Like, you say oh. cut, and, like, no, nah, I'm going to just sit here. <laughs> like I stayed on the beach after I've never done it before after working. No, I'm gonna just sit here. I'm gonna take a nap. See you tomorrow. Watching the crew put stuff up. I'm just sitting on the beach chilling. That's uh, what you do in Hawaii. Vacation Friends too. Paul Patrol too. I'm in that. Which oh, is okay. Very fun. Nice. All right. Uh, How old are your kids? Oh, I'm old now. 14, 13, and six. Okay, so they're they've aged out of Paw Patrol. No, nah, they gonna, they gonna, I mean, they, I'm in it. They're going to have to watch it. Okay. <laughs> okay, they're 32. Like, you don't know, see uh, <laughs> uh, oh, A movie funny. called The Mill okay. that I'm excited about. It's a sci-fi thriller. 97% just me okay. in the movie. It's, Jeez. It's, 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 uh, I'm so proud of it. I just saw another cut of it yesterday. I'm producing it and also starring in Fantastic. it. Fantastic. And it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be on Hulu also where Vacation Friends 2 is. But okay. it's, I'm proud of it. It's like, this is... I don't think I'm not saying I should win awards, mm-hmm. but if I was to win awards, it okay. better be for the meal. Okay. And then I play Santa Claus for Dashing Through the Snow, which comes out, uh, yeah, Christmas time. Christmas. Okay. Yeah. So here's what we got. Um, you can come on and promote. Which one's in August? We got Honeymoon Friends too, okay. the, which is August 25th. So I'll come back. You come back. That's when we'll talk about the Cubs making a playoff run and the Bears about to start the season. And the Cubs is hot. The yep. Cubs is hot. It's so weird, too. I'm like, who is on this team now? Like, I, <laughs> just, I went to see no, the Dodgers, and I didn't know anybody. <laughs> and now, and now I'm, but I'm in. I'm in. I well, love a good rebuilding team that's, that play hard. You know, that's David Ross, you know, the, you know the, the manager, you know? Yeah, he's cool. 
Okay, very yeah, good. Yeah, All right, so um, you got, uh, and then you come back in October or November. I'll come in back to maybe September for Paw Patrol, too. Okay, that's when the Bears will be 4 0. Yes. Okay. Ooh, that'd be great. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I'll come back for our Halloween time for the meal. Cubs World Series. Ooh, that'll make me so happy. <laughs> and then I'll come back for Dashing Through the Snow. All right. Where I play full blown. You Claus. talk about the Bulls starting 14 and 0. Uh, I wish I. Nah, I you see how excited I was about everybody. Uh, Even that, you're like, yeah. You got to blink an eye with the Cubs winning the World Series and, uh, you know, the Bears starting 4 0, but the Bulls. Yeah. Baseball has been so much fun this year. Okay. The Cincinnati Reds look fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen this kid, Ellie De La Cruz, play. That yeah. kid who just tripled for the cycle the other day, who runs like 10 seconds to, from home to third. He's unbelievable. That kid was unbelievable. I, it's so interesting. I, I want to do like the new rules make baseball funner again because it's faster the, now. No question. Lil Rel Howry, it's better. It's faster. That shift is the worst thing that ever ever was. The, le, left-handed hitters lining out to right field, and it's caught by a third baseman. Like, what the hell are we doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, I, I do love the new rules. I think it's great. And, you know, um, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Man, front. it's so much faster. I, I was, it was weird. Like, the game was like two and a half hours. I'm like, that's it? <laughs> yeah, I know. Drive home safely. <laughs> Drive home safely. The Outlaws available for streaming on Netflix on Friday, July 7th. And again, Netflix is available right here on Roku at LilRel4 on Twitter at ComedianLilRel on Instagram. Thank you for the time, as always. Appreciate it. I always it. love hanging out here. Right Anytime. back at you. Yeah, right back at you. And so many projects coming up. I, I look forward to having you back here. Coming back, We man. wrap up this show in a moment. Your phone calls and so much more. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. I also love the story that you told, and if you wouldn't mind uh, telling the audience here as well, uh, at the Combine, when you would be pulled into rooms, <laughs> and, you, and you didn't know which room you were being pulled into by which Yeah, room. yeah, I was, I was, I was, you know, it had come back in, not, back in that day, everybody yeah. was reaching for it, Aegis was in the hotel, yeah. everybody was everybody. It now went, it now went, it's all it, scheduled. Yeah. It now was scheduled know. structure, you can't be in a hotel, you can't be on the premises, then it was, everything was wild, so I'm backing away from crowds and people trying to grab me, and I backed into this room, and the Giants was there, and it was the Giants room, and they had people sitting down taking these tests, what do they call these things? Oh yeah, like the psychology yeah, test, right? I mean, the thing was that thick, man. And they, I sat down and they gave me this thing. And what is this? They say, it's this test and you know, we need you to take it. I said, oh, what picker do you have? 
It's like the 10th. I'll be, be going for then. I, I, <laughs> so I got to be walking out. <laughs> i be going. Well, I'll be way going for then. And, and then let's just get into it here. I mean, Belichick said he watched you run the 40 at the combine and that you ran it and then ran into the tunnel. And is it true? That's not true. Okay, you did not run into a waiting car and being taken no, to the airport no, right then and there. No, because I had more interviews and all of that. No, that that story just grows and it grows. It does. It's like yeah, a fish yeah, story. It is. It is. It, that's not true. I did everything that I was asked to do. Now I didn't lift. I ain't do none of that because Jerry Rice to this day hadn't laid across my arms and let me bench press him. You know, I, I don't know where that comes from. I love that you say that when when you're watching the defensive backs I, I put hate up the that. weight and reps of 225, struggling to get fifth one up. You're when like, have you? ever said, man, well, if that guy would have got one more rep, he would have been there on that play. <laughs> Never. Of the three-cone drill. Like, no, this has nothing to do with nothing. So I didn't do any of that stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, it all worked out. Yeah. Uh, sending all my best to Deion Sanders as he recovers from surgery in the great state of Colorado. And um, I love that, man. Love you, Prime. Be well. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Funny chat with Lil Rel Howery right there. I hope he does come back. I'm sure he will. Well, I mean, we'll invite him. I got, I got a question for you. Okay, TJ. I hope I'm answering. <laughs> okay, TJ. So oh, you, okay. you, were, you were talking about, you know, the Harry Carey thing when you walked into the bar. Yes. And you, of course, it was pre-cell phone day. So it just kind of made me think for you guys, like, what is, like, the one photo op that you could have gotten but you didn't that you regret? You mean other than him uh, I, I, with being, Lady yeah. Gaga at the Super Bowl <laughs> after going to the Super Bowl in uh, Houston saying, I'm going to get one, uh, having an opportunity, then saying 15 million reasons why not? Yeah, is that so, okay? Something like that. that. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, something so, like that? I mean, I'm sure we so all, what are you saying? all like, been in positions where it's like, man, I wish I got I another one. I mean, I'm sure you have many regrets about not getting James photographs. James Earl Jones at LAX. Wow. That's a good one. Right next to me. What do you like mean? Sitting, talking to him. I was chatting with him and I was like, didn't pull the, I didn't even think about when it. When was this? It was probably when you'd still have like a regular flip like phone. Like a Blackberry? Like a, or a Blackberry, yeah. You know, I, 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 years ago, just to once again using um, a halftime musical act. Thanks, Rich. Um, <laughs> as, an, as a reference, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, in Indianapolis. I interviewed Madonna live on yes. NFL Network. Oh, so is this okay. around 11, oh, 12? Yeah, it was 2011. Okay. Yep. The, uh, the Giants. I found and... better photos. No, be- yeah. stop. So I'm interviewing Madonna mm-hmm. and live in Radio Row. Could you imagine how many people were there? Five, six, seven, crazy. ten rows deep. It was crazy. They brought Madonna from the yeah, press conference that. live to the NFL Network set in Radio Row. And she was, I could tell, nervous mm-hmm. because she's kind of yeah. like wondering, this is NFL Network, you know, like mm-hmm. celebrities sometimes are afraid I'm going to ask them, what about you know, how's Ahmad Bradshaw's game going to affect the Super Bowl, Madonna? So, Madonna. You know, but of course I'm not going to do that. Um, but I was also a little bit, you know, nervous too. It's Madonna. Uh, it's Madonna. You know, I mean, my gosh, this is the person who, in high, like the Rich Eisen from high school, was now still bubbling deep inside me. Like, are you kidding me? This is Madonna I'm interviewing? Oh, I get it. So, but I wanted it documented in some way, shape, or form. So, I took out my 
BlackBerry and looked for anybody on the set who <laughs> on, would I'm, be willing to take photographs Hoskins, of I'm me sorry. interviewing Madonna live using my BlackBerry, which mm-hmm. is the only thing I had at my disposal. Now, you, TJ, you don't know this story yet, right? This is the first time you're hearing this story. So, no. Brockman knows this oh, story, I, I and Mike Del Tufo definitely knows oh, this <laughs> story because the person I handed my BlackBerry to who took the blurriest, worst pictures of all time. Literally, it was as if it was taken by the Hubble telescope <laughs> it's not even of Hubble. me and Madonna on the ground. Uh-huh. It was Mike Del Tufo. Really? I, I handed the- Mike the BlackBerry. They were the worst photographs. I have these photos somewhere. Ever. Oh. They weren't zoomed in. They were like wide-shotted. They were blurry. Half my like. Hold on. What? I have a better photo I just sent Hoskins that... You didn't get, but I was taking two cameras. I was using the BlackBerry and a regular Excuse still me. camera. So there was a hidden camera, an unknown camera. I You're about two. to reveal to me a what? dozen years yes. later. No you will see the picture. Haas, I just sent it to Mike. Hopefully Are Mike you really no serious? Way. This is not a photograph yet. from like Hang the on. NFL Network official photographer no, who I thankfully took, was also there on the using. scene to take these photographs. Amazing you bring this up. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, and I it would another... lead to this. Because I was just thinking, like, who would be mine? But this so is so you're saying you had a second yes, camera, I was taking two, like a second spitter. Did. Yes, I'm going to show it to you right now. I this has been picture. 12 years in the making. 12 football seasons in the making. I believe this was the 2012 calendar year where Madonna did halftime and Indianapolis yeah, between in the Indianapolis Giants and the, yes. and the Patriots for a second time. And I took time. another gr- phenomenal picture of Madonna too. That's going to come up. Watch Oscar. I, I mean, I don't know. Wow. They're, they're turning. I I can't. Yes, there you go. You didn't that, take that you, photo. That's the yes, NFL Network's photo. Oh, you did not have, take that's that photo, my camera. Mike. I have a I have a whole photo roll from that that I took. I took like 12, 13 pictures, and I had other pictures. You got the BlackBerry. I was taking double duty with it. I'm almost sure that's an NFL Network uh, official which, photograph. Okay, I'm, I'm going to send another it's picture. A, um, it's a Getty image. It's not that's a, a Getty, Getty image. image. That's my camera. That's the I Getty image. SLR. No, this is a Getty image. No, that's my picture. On my life, that's my picture. Excuse me. Rich. Mike Del Rich. Tufo. This yeah, is no your chance. picture. This is your picture. Rich, that's my picture too. I get you it. to keep going? That's my picture. I have the whole roll. But Mike. This was my camera roll. Mike. Uh, first of all, thanks for waiting 12 years to tell me. <laughs> That's my picture of Madonna. Secondly, right we one. have a relationship, the Rich Eisen Show, with Getty Images, which is why we have all of these phenomenal stuff. <sighs> why would stuff. I hold Getty Images Dude, on my phone? But I'm explaining to you, oh. Hoskins also pulled a Getty image. That's the Getty image. Yes, it was. that's a different okay, camera. That's good. what I'm saying. This is By my the SR. way, this one is an outstanding photo. I like yours better. You know why, Mike? Because I that one, it's just... Madonna smiling. It could just be pleasant. This is me making her laugh. That's true. Okay, and I put Madonna at ease <laughs> with my charm and also uh, uh, questioning skills. This was Formula E at work a dozen <laughs> years ago. I see that. <laughs> I did take crappy photos with the BlackBerry. Well, thank you, Mike. You were terrible. They were oh, my God. They were horrible. I had never used the BlackBerry to take a picture. I was so why didn't you send me these afterwards? Why don't you say, I've got I my own camera, fa- I'll do I it for you, instead of grabbing these. my BlackBerry and making me for a dozen years think oh. I don't have a picture. By the way, I put these in the phone in February 2012 in the Facebook. Madonna on set. Beautiful. February, February, 2nd, February 2nd, 2012. Great. I believe you. I totally believe you. May I have them now? Yes, I will. <laughs> Unbelievable. Can you believe it? 
years later. This I'm is, scrolling Getty, seeing if there's anything else from that. That's all right. That's okay. Yeah. I've got one, and it's Mike's best photo of me having Madonna uh, at ease, laughing. You know what I mean? Wow. Years later. That's I it. I come back to, to wow. the Gaga photo. Strike a pose. Thing. There's nothing to it. Unbelievable. And then you'll find out 12 years later, the photos exist. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs>